Uh, well, my name is Scott Ernest. Oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> All right, reintroduce yourself then. <laughs> uh, my name is Scott Ernest. Uh, I am a former white nationalist. Uh, I left the movement in uh, 2016, uh, basically uh, July of 2016. So, uh, you know, it's been several years. Um, I uh, helped co-found a organization called Hands of Air that is dedicated to getting other white nationalists out of the movement. Uh, we we kind of specialize in uh, LGBTQ formers, and we also uh, kind of specialize in pagans and heathens and stuff. But we accept everybody. Uh, you know the the pretty much we most of those that we've actually helped so far are. Uh, uh, are, are actually weren't LGBT or, you know, pagans yeah. or heathens. So, you know, just because we kind of specialize in something doesn't mean that's all we deal with. Uh, I've also worked alongside uh, Christian Picciolini, uh, who used who co-founded Life After Hate and also founded Free Radicals Project. Uh, he moved on from Life After Hate, and he's actually uh, closed down Free Radicals Project. Um, he also is well known for uh, having a show called Breaking Hate on MSNBC. Okay. And yeah, so that's pretty much the the gist of the current me, at least. Sure. So um, I, I guess I'm interested in how you got into the whole thing because, y you know, how you originally got in involved in that because I think uh, a lot of us have, you know, if not racist, have some prejudices, right? So I'm wondering, like most people do, yes. To what extent was that originally there, or was there something that kind of brought that to you? Well, I mean, I'm in my 40s, and you know, back when those of us that are, are around this age were young, you know, there was always a little bit of prob problematic behavior, whether it was you know casually dropping a homophobic slur. Or, yeah. You know, uh, you know, even ca casually dropping racism, you know, uh, and, and often you would excuse it because, you know, uh, you know, growing up, I had friends, uh, uh, you know, various, uh, you know, races and ethnicities. And, you know, I, I would, you know, be around them and they would drop it. So I would, yeah. I would drop a slur too. So, you know, you kind of get that way. But prior to being a white nationalist, I didn't take it very far. It you know, it was basically just, you know, I hate to use the the, the term, it was just kids being kids. Um, you know, yeah. I went into the white nationalist movement in my 20s. And just from there, the the it just got worse and worse and worse. And I started going down that rabbit hole. And were, were you sort of vulnerable in some way? Were you like especially vulnerable? Because I know when, when cults, often find people they know how to exploit their weaknesses and also i'm wondering like not to get too deeply personable what was there like any trouble at home or anything like that that kind of there's no questions there's no questions that are out of line by the way okay um <laughs> it, pretty much anything anything goes um there was no troubles at home or anything uh uneventful childhood you know dad was a slightly abusive person, but he, you know, he was mostly just an asshole. Uh, yeah. You know, he, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely my childhood could have been far worse. Uh, was I susceptible to, to being recruited? Absolutely. Uh, I am. A yeah, human. it happened. 
My, my, <laughs> oh yeah, my my religion is a satru or heathenry or Odinism, however you want to call it. And there's a lot of uh, heathens in the movement, uh, usually folkish heathens. Uh, they, uh, you know, it, you you because a lot of the symbols in heathenry and stuff get used by white nationalists and stuff like that. It's very easy to cross yeah. that line and go from, you know, just somebody that you know, loves, uh, you know, you know, Scandinavia and, you know, yeah. mythology and all of that. It's easy to cross that line and get recruited and then just go down that rabbit hole. Uh, and that's, and that's kind of what happened to me. Although my entrance into the movement was different. Um, I was one time just surfing the internet uh, and, uh, it was 2004. Uh, I don't remember what I was searching for. Uh, you know, it's not like, it's not like the internet was, we had a whole lot back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, but I was searching the internet and I ran across this blog where this guy, uh, you know, he went by the name Yama, 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 Mama, 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 something. Uh, but you know, basically for short, it was Yama. He was a self-described Antifa and, he uh, there, he was basically threatening to send people to rape two 12 year old girls that had the band mm -hmm. Prussian Blue. Uh, and, you know, he he specifically he was specifically looking for black guys to to find their house, and rape them. And he was, you know, putting a map to their house and everything. And oh, yeah, that's that would ahead. be messed up for sure. Oh, yeah. I objected to it. I called the FBI. Uh, and. They kind of shrugged it off. So, but what they did say was, why don't you make sure the parents know? Well, I'm, I, I ended up uh, finding out the parents' names and got a hold of them and let them know what was going on. And, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, talking with them and becoming a friend of the family uh, and kind of my start, uh, you know. So, um, you know, at first, for the first two or three years uh, of knowing them. I didn't really consider myself a white nationalist. I didn't get involved in any of that, but they made me a moderator on their daughter's uh, kind of fan forum. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my job was basically to keep porn off the site because it was 12 year old girls. Yeah. 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 They had a racist band at the time, but they were 12 year old girls. And uh, yeah, it just, it just bloomed from there. Uh, I ended, they, they recommended I join Stormfront. Uh, which I did, and history. So, so it was sort of a unique way of get, getting into that. Yeah, uh, you know, in some ways, I was trying to do good and got involved because, well, law enforcement told me to, you know, let the parents know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not an excuse, you know. No, it's... you know, that's that's a that would be a horrible excuse if I was using it as an excuse. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's interesting you mentioned Scandinavia because I am a Finnish American with mm -hmm. some Swedish in there, and um, as sort of an interesting uh, point, at, at one point in history, in Minnesota, they were actually trying to make it so that Finns could be kicked out of the United States under the Chinese Exclusion Act. Mm -hmm. So I, I've always found that very strange because. <laughs> because it, it, to me, it shows that, you know, if they're not going to go after, you know, people with darker skin, like the, the racist, they're going to go even go after white people. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, to, to this day, they do. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they couch it in. Oh, it's the liberals. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's what they do. And yeah, uh, you know, 
Fens, Fens always have a soft spot in my heart, by the way. I, you know, I, I'm from Michigan too, but I'm from yeah. Peninsula. I am half Swedish, half Bavarian. Oh yeah, uh, they, they, they called Fins China Swedes even. <laughs> I, and then there's the Irish crazy. too. You know, the yeah. Irish you know, always got it. Um, yeah. you know, and to this day, there's there in white nationalism, there are those that consider themselves Nordicists. Nordicists tend to believe that only those that are Nordic, you know, are the true white people. And then you have hmm. then you have people that are Mediterranean or even say, um, you know, uh, there, there's there's group call oh, there's groups of them called uh, Pan Aryans that, yeah. uh, you know, they also include uh like Iranians and other Middle Easterners. That oh, yeah, that's that's another thing I wanted to get into because like uh, people like Michelle Malkin and Nick Fuentes and others, they are basically 100% aligned with the white nationalist movement, mm -hmm. yet they're obviously not white people. It's, I mean, it's we, we, have storm, we had stormfronters that were black. We had stormfronters that were Japanese. Yeah, there were... That's, there were Mongolians even. Yeah. That's 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 definitely an interesting aspect of it. And mm -hmm. uh I, there were also actual Jewish Nazis which is like not just neo Nazis but during the actual you know Nazi Germany thing. Stuff. Josh Mandel. Yeah. In uh in Pennsylvania I believe. Yeah. Or is it Ohio? Maybe but also, also in 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 Hitler's actual you know, uh, system that they had, you know, like, uh, I don't remember Nate cause I'm terrible with names. So I don't remember actual names of people, but I did, I did look into that. I did my own research, so to speak, to use that much hated term. Yeah. There's, there, there's definitely a lot of people out there. It, it's, you know, very much a self hate sort of scenario. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they want to be they want to be welcomed with open arms. I hate to break it to them, knowing the white nationalist movement. Yeah, not really all that well, it's, it, I mean, they're obviously being used. It's a, oh, yeah. and then there's an element of being a grifter too. As mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of hate the word grifter. I think it's overused, but nevertheless, I think it, it still applies. There is a lot of money and far right politics. So yeah. if there's somebody like say uh, Candace Owens, yeah you can make a lot of money because there, there there's millionaires and billionaires with unlimited funds that don't care if you waste their money as long as the message is getting out. Uh, and, and especially if you kind of turn on your own, so to speak. Yeah. There's definitely less money in leftist politics. In fact, one of my favorite leftist figures of all time is Kropotkin, who was, a, I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you? Mm -mm. I'm not. I'm. I'm personally not. Not really a leftist myself, so I don't really no. know a whole lot. Well, he was. I. I mean, I'll just explain it like this. He was born a Russian prince, very, very privileged position and everything, but he renounced it to become a revolutionary anarchist. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and he. I mean, how many people have that kind of history? Well, even, I am a like, even if you disagree right with his like politics. To. <laughs> Even if you disagree with his politics, you got to admit that's ballsy. Yeah, I'm like there's nobody yeah. else in history who, who did Definitely. something like that that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah. So, any other questions? Oh, um, well, like like when I when I was in high school, you know, my dad was like threatening to go on shooting sprees and stuff like that. So, so I look, I look back at that, you know, like 
being around the the craziness and the violence. But I also know that he was like, I saw him at his best as well. So I, I very much see this Jekyll and Hyde thing. And that kind of gives me a unique perspective when it comes to, you know, I guess a lot of different things in life because I mean, he, he was an alcoholic bipolar Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I also knew him to be a good guy at times. So he's either like the worst kind of person or like one of the best. It was strange. So I'm wondering like how much of, how much of that do you see or have you seen in, you know, your whole story? I, from what I can really say is being in the movement, as long as I was getting to know white nationalists, there's very few with any redeeming qualities whatsoever. Okay. You, you don't really, you don't really go in and see people that, you know, might be bad, but you might see them at their best. Yeah. yeah. That's not really a thing. So there are a lot of like narcissists. There's a lot of narcissists, but it, yeah. it's a lot of also just people that are, have such horrible personalities that nobody wants to be around them. And they just basically kind of embrace it. Kind you of know, like Karen's, <laughs> I guess. An example would be uh, April Gady. April Gady was the mother of those two two girls yeah. that, uh, and, and was the one basically that cr- recruited me. One time we went to a uh, festival in Whitefish, Montana. And this was this was a couple of years after I came to the PLE and I'd kind of taken over recruiting and, uh, you know, so I was the one that kind of started vetting people and stuff like that. Yes. Well, April was is definitely a handful. She's not as she's not as bad as a lot of people would would uh, would uh, say. She's actually f- very much more normal than you might expect from her. Yeah. That being said, at this festival, there was this uh, guy. He was a really interesting guy. He he was from a family that were uh, some of the Chinese uh, people that worked on the railroad through through montana yeah and uh so he was a very much a, a cowboy of chinese origin and he was very interesting to talk to but he he also sold uh ovens and when, when we went to over to talk with them you know we were chit-chatting with them and then the next thing you know april just out of the blue asked him so how many people can fit in the ovens oh man that's terrible I mean, and everybody else that we were with just got a crack, uh, you know, they're just cracking up over it. And I'm just face palming, like, why? Uh, and, and that's the kind of situation you're kind of in where, you know, even the ones that are somewhat more normal than the rest. There's it, still something wrong with them because there was no reason. There was obviously no reason to ask that question. Not at all. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> I, I immediately, no the minute reason. she said that, I kind of just tuned out and went went off in my own way. Yeah. And I don't think I stayed uh, uh, at the festival very much longer after that because it was just, you know, it, when I went into the when I went into the movement, and especially when I ended up uh, going up to Montana and joining the uh, it's Pioneer Little Europe Calspell was the group I was a part of. Uh, when I when I joined that group, you know, my my goal was to have a community. Not a not a fringe, you know. We're gonna you know be kooks community, but I wanted yeah. a community where we could go out in Glacier National Park, have fun, go go to festivals, you know, 
go paddleboarding on Flathead Lake. You know, I actually do fun things. Uh, but white nationalists, of course, they just want negativity. And yeah. uh, one thing I learned while I was while I was the person that vet people was everybody that we that I talked to almost was horrible. It was just every every conversation I had with a white nationalist made me really despise white nationalists. And yeah, you know, what I, I unfortunately I, I'm somebody that. Uh, on Facebook, I was a Facebook friend of Anders Brevik over in Norway. Uh, oh, man. Murdered a bunch of kids. Yeah. And I, I first time I ever flipped out when I was in the movement was when he uh, did his murdering spree. And uh, it was my first ban on Stormfront ever. And I was a mod at the time when I was banned, too. Uh, my, my issue on Stormfront was the fact that Stormfront was hiding the support uh, that uh, Anders Brevik had by yeah. uh just deleting posts but they weren't banning the people making the posts so I, I would be like why are why are we allowing these psychopaths to stay here uh but you know that's easily answered with it's white nationalists yeah um, they, so are, they are psychopathic in some sense they are yeah. uh, i started using that when, when i was in the PLE. uh anytime i'd meet somebody uh what was what was your opinion of what Anders brodovic did oh well he killed commies so doesn't matter and i'd be yeah. like they were children. Oh, but they were communist children. It's like, A, yeah. you do realize that children can grow up and, you know, you know, change. Yeah. You know? No, uh, they're, they're like, well, no, but they're communists now. So they just also like, that. like, think about it this way. Like, what would be their main critique of communism is that it would be violently imposing a certain way of life on people. Well, how is that any different from you know what? Uh, well, they wouldn't. They most white nationalists would never think of that. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's I very even, strange that that thought wouldn't even enter somebody's head. I would even ask them though. I'd I'd be like, so what happens if the child of a of a fellow PLE member went communist in order to get back at mom and dad? Yeah. Oh uh, well, if they if the parents didn't do something about it, I would. I was like, what do you mean? Are you going to be violent towards a, a, their their child? If I had to. It's like no, get out of town. Don't ever come back. Want nothing. Yeah. But and that was that type of conversation was so common. It's not a surprise that I left. Yeah. And my my eventually I got to the point where I didn't want to recruit anymore. I didn't want to. I didn't want to vet anymore. I told April I'm not doing this anymore. So she started just recruiting people willy nilly, and she brought David Lenio from uh, who who was a um, the son of a. Uh, of one of the top lawyers in Grand Rapids, she she actually recruited him to Montana, and next thing I know, he's being arrested for threatening to shoot local school kids. Yeah, and so that's, that's that kind of what inspired you to leave. That was my that was when I left. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't have anything to do with it anymore. Um, he also threatened to shoot the kids of uh, Jonathan Hudson. Who at the time was the was the communication director of the Brady campaign? I ended up meeting John Hudson. We're friends to this day, uh, you know. And, and a big reason I met him, a big reason I met him was because you know his kids had been threatened too. And I was like, you know, I, I bet nobody's ever apologized to you, but you know what? I apologize that you've had to deal with this. Yeah, and, and that's kind of how it's kind of been. Uh, when I left the movement, I originally left. Quietly, I wasn't really changing very much politically, but you know, 
uh, just basically withdrawing from the movement as a whole. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Whitefish Trollstorm happened, which was the Daily Stormer website going after a Jewish family in Whitefish, the, the town I'd, I had just mentioned. And uh, that's kind of what got me to kind of turn on my f former associates. Yes. So I'm trying to think if there's any other questions I've got. I guess... Um... When I, ram I ramble a lot, and when I ramble, I oh, that's all right. answer almost every question that people yeah, That's all right. No, I mean that that's that's good. I mean it's uh, you 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 kind of answered a lot of questions that I might have asked. Um, let's see, is there anything else? Well, I mean, uh, oh yeah, I I do have one more uh, point to address at least. Sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on guilt by association? Because I've I've got a bit of an anecdotal story here. I back when I was doing you know uh, physical artwork rather than music. I guess that's still physical in a way, but you know, like drawings and paintings. I had an art show and um, it turns out that the person was a bit of a, like a QAnon type of person, um, you know, having some kind of slightly hidden anti-Semitic anti -Semitic messages on Facebook and whatnot. And I didn't learn that until after. And if, if somebody had caught wind of that, they might think, oh, this Wade guy is like a QAnon person or whatever. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't really see uh, guilt by association as a thing necessarily. Now, okay. if you're going out well, with the QAnon guy and, you know, let's say he, let's say he's with you and he's, he's spewing the QAnon stuff out yeah. in public and you're just nodding along or something like that, that, that would be one thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, my when when we work with hands of air we don't even we don't even require people to necessarily change politically all yeah. we really require is that they disengage from the movement they may still be you know a little bit racist they may still be you know however they are but as long as they're not spreading it on the internet yeah. whatever you know it, it takes time to change so people aren't going to change automatically yeah. uh and so, so uh, a lot of times now, even now, I, I will talk to people that are still in the movement. Uh, for example, April Gady, although she's not really in the movement movement for, for because she figured out it was anti-woman. But, the last, you know, she's still racist and, and all this. And I still talk to her. You know, I, I, I care about her family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. You know, there's a big difference with, between being loosely associated with somebody like the QAnon guy uh, through your, oh, that she was a, it was a she. Oh, uh, it, there's there, it, there's there's still a big difference between being associated yeah. with her through art, than you know, basically being associated with her beliefs. Sure, sure. So, uh, I don't necessarily go for now. If you if you if you get on stage with them and stuff like that, that's obviously yeah, that would be a yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, um, I guess that about does it for my questions that I can think of offhand. I think, I think we did get a fair amount of material here. So I, I would like to thank you for, you know, uh, being my guest here and I, you'd be welcome back at some point if, if you want, you know, anytime, any, anytime you find anything, maybe you, you maybe think some questions later or anything. Sure. Absolutely. Or we could just talk about whatever, you know, it, it doesn't sure. have to be about this heavy stuff all the time, you know, oh, yeah. um, I, 
I get such so much of that daily that yeah, it's it's good to yeah. have I'm stuff. I'm sure it can be like overwhelming. Like so if you ever want to like just talk about music or something like that or movies or whatever, you know, I'm it doesn't have to always be like politics because this this little podcast of mine is supposed to be multifaceted, you know, I'm supposed to be branching out in all kinds of different things. So Okay. Well any you know? anytime you want want me on, just let me know. Okay. You've got right, my well, my information. Well, you have a good day. Yeah. I had a great time. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. Bye. Yep. Bye.